0: Hi everybody and welcome back to Hot Up the Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I am so glad to be back on this Tuesday. We have so much to talk about. I'm so fired up over the Summer House reunion and of course the Vanderpump reunion that I wasn't able to cover last week due to illness. <laughs> um if anybody knows how to solve migraine issues, please send them my way. Um but anyway, I just want to jump right in because there's so much I want to talk about. Um first. I do want to get into Vanderpump because that is like top of mind, even though I know Summerhouse was like just last night. Um, also, I'm just like sending thoughts and prayers to everybody this week, all the Bravo fans, because we have had the Summer House reunion last night. We have the Jersey reunion tomorrow or today, which is gonna to be toxic as fuck. And then we also have um the Vanderpump Part Two reunion on Wednesday. Like we are getting back to back to back and it's going to be so intense. It's going to be so crazy. It's like, I mean, uh, it's it's going to be a lot. So I can't fucking wait. Okay. So let's just jump right into Vanderpump right now. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, first of all, Andy sat down with one-on-ones with Tom, Ariana, and Raquel Obviously, like I said, there were one-on-one, so it was like all different times to kind of get like their side of the story without everybody kind of chiming in. It was very like Barbara Walters-esque, you know? Um, And he's really in his like, in his like interviewer investigative journalism bag right now. Like it's giving, it's giving. Um, So one of the things that stood out to me was that it took Raquel 48 hours to text Ariana. And the text that she sent Ariana was crazy. Um, it was just like, you know, I really fucked up. I don't even know what to say. I'm so sorry. Like you were having a full blown affair with your best friend's boyfriend for eight months and like that's the text you send. I She should have called her She should have texted her a million times and was like, I'm so sorry. Like, because Ariana, it showed in the screenshot from like their exchange, was like, Ariana texted her and said, You are dead to me. And, you know, that is what Raquel responded with 48 hours later. Also, I have to say, Peacock is really doing it for me with this uncensored extended version of this reunion. Like, here, there's something about hearing them all actually swear and not hear the bleeps gives me this rush of serotonin that I didn't know I was capable of ever feeling like we will be chasing this high for a long time like I don't know if if we'll ever feel this again It's kind of like that Casey Musgrave songs, Happy and Sad, where it's like you're happy and sad at the same time because it's like you're so happy this is happening and you're witnessing it, but at the same time you're sad because it's like you'll probably never feel <laughs> this way again. Um, really bleak. So sorry. <laughs> but that's truly how I feel. And so then Tom started to kind of give his version of events. Um, giving us a timeline, and he basically was just like, "Yeah, we had sex after the Mondrian at Guys' Night. After we went to um see you next Tuesday, and we were at the Abbey, and all I could think of was Allie. How Allie was like, I saw them at the Abbey till like one in the morning, and it was really weird. I'm like, she's going to kill it as an astrologer because I feel like she just has like very good intuition and like she she can pick up on things. And I'm just like living, laughing, loving Allie. Um, I. I do. OK, this might be a hot take, but I don't think I need her at the reunion. I know she, that she comes out and I get that she was like an integral ish part of the season. I just feel like there's so much that we need to talk about that it's like, I don't know if I need to alley there, but that's just me. Um. So Tom anyway, so Tom said they had sex in the mon, Um. after the Mondrian. They took a break while they were filming. And then they all went to this Life is Beautiful concert together, which is like essentially I believe to be like a Coachella situation. Um which you guys these festivals look like my worst fucking nightmare. I, I don't know how people enjoy them. And like the fact that Tom is like 40 years old and is like out doing this festival. I'm like I am 30 and I'm like that even when I was 25 I wasn't going to shit like that. It just has never been my thing, but like I tip my hat if you can, if you, if you like that kind of stuff, I just, I could never like being in the desert surrounded by people who are on drugs, listening to like techno music. It's just like really not my vibe, but I mean, there's a vid there's a selfie video of Raquel on Tom's shoulders. I have to tell you if someone was on, if some girl, I don't care if she's my best friend. I don't care if she's, I, I just don't care who she is. Um, if she got on my boyfriend's shoulders, we would have a problem. Um, I, I, I I, was like speechless. And I know that we saw this video like when the scandal first came out because everybody was obviously going and like, you know, doing their due diligence and like stalking people's Instagrams and like getting all the footage they count of like her and the lightning bolt necklace. When did she start wearing it? When did this happen? We were trying to piece things together. And I do remember seeing this video, but like, Seeing it again on the big screen, I was just like, "Wow, they really were hiding in plain sight." That's very scary. It's very scary. So it kind of picked back up during then, um, during that like "Life is Beautiful" or whatever the fuck festival. And so obviously it was going on during BravoCon when she wore the Tom Tom sweatshirt. And there's something I've noticed about Tom Sandoval, and it's a tell. It's when he's lying, and. It's so obvious because we've seen him do it a million times, but it's when he goes, dude, no, oh my God, and then puts his hands in his or his head in his hands. And he's done this so many times throughout the years of on Vanderpump Rules. That it's like, mm, no, that's definitely – you're lying. Because Andy said, he goes, I was at the concert at BravoCon. Raquel was there. Ariana was there. Did it get you off seeing them together, like, both fawning over you and, like, wanting you? And he was like, no, dude, come on. It's like, so it did. It did, is what you're saying. Um, And he tried to, you know, be like, yeah, we were having issues. I was – her gay BFF. That's how I felt. And it's like – That doesn't excuse the level of deception that he that him and Raquel did. Like they had this affair for seven months. Him and Raquel him and Ariana. Oh, my God. Him and Ariana were in couples therapy at this time during this, you know, quote unquote, working on their relationship. But he really went there to break up with her, but then never did. Um, And we find out later on in the episode that him and Ariana were like intimate and things were good in January. And that cut to Raquel. Oh, my God. We'll talk about it. Um, But I read somewhere that so the night before these one on one interviews, Ariana could hear Tom on the phone with Raquel coaching her. And that is why Ariana was like so adamant on that and was like, you coach her like you coached me, and you know it's just God. I just I would love to be a fly in the wall for that conversation, like just to hear like what the fuck Raquel says, um, you know. So the one-on-ones, I mean, I th- maybe we'll get like more clips like as the reunions come out. I don't know if like that's the only. Those are the only like one on one clips we're gonna get, but TBD. Um, so they all start coming out for the reunion. And you guys I have to tell you, Schwartz and this like loose fitting Massimo tee from Target and this blazer is so sad. It's so sad. It's like, what the fuck are you wearing? What the fuck are you wearing? And um, you know, Ariana comes out obviously in her revenge dress and um Andy does say he's like okay your princess Diana moment like everyone's like living for it and I had posted something similar on my Instagram account and like so many people took it so fucking serious like the Diana stands, like you guys seriously need to chill it's it's okay it's not that deep I they were like this is so disrespectful to Diana I'm like it's really not I it's okay you guys I, I promise but then when Andy says Raquel has to be 100 feet away from Sheena and they shot to that trailer in that parking lot that lonely trailer i screamed i screamed because it's just so fucking funny it's like moments like that are what make make like makes bravo so much different than any other like reality tv network like it's it's so it's just so perfect it really is. And I really want that trailer to be at BravoCon. Like, I want, you know, I want them to bring it out. I want there to be a photo op available. Like, I want to be sitting on that couch where Raquel sat there with one lonely cameraman and producer and watched, you know, the reunion unfold on her TV. Um, I just, wow. To have to sit there and, like, watch it is I mean, I would be so frustrated and I would also be so exhausted by the time I got, like, called up for, like, my turn. Um, the whole restraining order really flopped. It was such a fucking flop. I can't, I can't even believe she did that. It was so stupid. Like, Sheena's really going to come for you, bitch. Please. Um, also, f- friend of the pod, Lindsay Mannering, posted on her Instagram stories during the reunion last week and she was like i'm so distracted by sandoval's bottom lash tint and it's all i could see it's all i could fucking notice when he came on the screen i was like wait he did get a bottom lash tint i'm like should i get a bottom lash because i had to tell you guys his eyelashes did look great um sorry if you just heard that that was my notebook of notes for this you know cuz i i mean i had to I had to write, I had to write so much shit down because there was so much going on. And so obviously Andy is like, okay, Tom, like, what do you have to say? Like, what's the first thing you want to say? And he immediately starts like fake crying. Uh, So embarrassing. So embarrassing. And he starts like fake crying. And I have to say like, James did come in a little too hot for me for, you know, like I did want them to be able to like get. Like allow Tom to like answer a question without like you chiming in like that is as a viewer it for me at least it was frustrating because it's like I do want to hear what lies he has to say or like what version of the truth he wants to come up with like so James did kind of annoy me he was doing a little bit much for me but I know people were living laughing loving for him and that's great Um, and he he was very funny I find James to be one of the best you know, reality television stars of our time. We're lucky to be alive at the same time as James Kennedy. Um, and you know, Tom gives like his big long, like, you know, prepped speech where, I mean, it was so robotic. It was like, I love you and I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sure you're devastated. Um, and you know, James was like, that doesn't hit for me. And it's like, it didn't hit for anybody. It didn't hit for anybody. And so Lala then starts talking about Tom and she's like, he is Randall. He's dangerous. He's Randall. Um, to that, I disagree. I don't think he's Randall. Um, I think he's just a narcissist. Like I do, I do agree with her on that. Like he is a narcissistic person, um, but I don't think it's like Randall levels of like money laundering and like scheming and plotting and like you know like holding his dick while he talks to people. Like I don't think it's like that. And if you watch the Randall scandal, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But so I, I did kind of disagree. Um, but I did enjoy her kind of coming back at LVP because LVP, everyone's saying that she's defending the Toms too much, and I do agree with that. But I do think she's in a spot where like she doesn't want there to be this like pile on because that's not interesting to watch. LVP is going to have her producer hat on at all times. Period. And so she's thinking like I can't just sit here and let five people Yell at the Toms, even if I agree with them, because that's just not interesting. There has to be some sort of dialogue happening. And I, like I said, I don't agree with her. Um, and I did enjoy when Lala came at her and was like, uh, well, I reject whatever the fuck you're saying. Um, I was living, I was living for that. So now we know that Tom cheated with Miami Girl. And we know that Tom cheated with another girl. And I believe it was Ariana who said on her Happens Live that it wasn't Billy Lee. Um, so it was three girls so far, one of which he obviously had like a longstanding affair with. And um, I have to say something I noticed this whole time is that Sheena looks like she's on the verge of tears the entire time. Like, I don't think Sheena has stopped crying if since the news broke, truthfully. I mean, I think I'm, now, obviously, she has. But at the time of the reunion, I... I feel like she's just been crying the whole time because she probably feels so fucking stupid. And I love Sheena for that because she's such a good reality television personality where she's like narcissistic enough because at the end of the day, you guys, all of these people are fame hungry. All of them. We have to remember that you do not go on a reality show for a decade and like, not be relatively narcissistic like Andy Cohen even says he's like everybody on Bravo is a narcissist like let's be real um but it so it was interesting watching Sheena because she was like best friends with Raquel like she rode fucking hard for her I mean even the day that that Ariana found out about the affair was the big press day with Raquel and Sheena, where they were on Watch What Happens Live, they were on Chicks in the Office, like they were doing page six interviews. Like, and Sheena was sticking by Raquel. And so to watch Sheena then say, you know, Lala brought it to my attention in January was like, it's kind of weird how much Raquel and Tom hang out. And she was like, you know, to Ariana was telling me that Tom and her have been intimate that month. And then like the flash to Raquel in the trailer being like confused because it's like, oh, sweetie, was he telling you that they weren't? So he was cheating on his mistress with his girlfriend is essentially what what was happening. And it was just like classic. It was oh, it was brilliant. It was like a brilliant moment in, in television history, in my opinion. And then again, James, you know, does this thing where he gets like up in Tom's face, you know, because he feels like so betrayed by his friend. Like I can't believe my one of my really good friends, someone who's always had my back would do this to me and fuck and have a relationship basically with my ex-fiance, like someone I was going to spend my life with. And so watching their interaction uncensored and like I was so happy. I was like getting a rush. It was like a rush had taken over me. And I, I, oh, it was, it was pure joy. And then to see, you know, Andy's cards get thrown on the ground and Andy was like, sit the fuck down. Don't get the fuck out of the chair. I was like, am I attracted to Andy Cohen? Um, Because he was like being like very like forceful. Like, I don't know. <laughs> made me feel things. I feel like I'm not the only one that felt that way. I did see some things on Twitter. Um And James, James called Tom an ugly fuck. And the look on Andy's face when he thought James called him an ugly fuck truly sent me to the moon. It was, it was just like, it was like these little moments in this reunion that like really got me. And then at one point, like Tom's insults, he was scraping the bottom of the goddamn barrel to try to like insult these people. Like he's so fucking stupid. He can't come up with like good insults like right away one of the things that he said to James was you call yourself an artist you've had the same haircut for 9 years what are you talking about can artists not have the same haircut what it it, it was it was kind of giving me beamer selfie like it was so pathetic and so stupid oh god it did make me laugh and then James you know his rebuttal was like yeah and it's working for me and like, it was like what are we watching? What is going on? Oh God. Then we get into the juice, the juice of it all. Tom Schwartz saying that he knew about the affair in mid-August and Tom going, what? And then the flashback to Tom saying that he told Schwartz in January. I was like, oh my God, these fuckers didn't get their story straight. And it just highlights more of what Ariana is saying. Like they, Tom coaches people so that they can get their story straight. And so they say the same things. And when Schwartz had like a brief moment of honesty, which I feel like this is the first time in his life he's ever been honest. Um, you know, it, it really, it was, it was beautiful. It was like, Again, like another moment in this reunion where it was just like it was perfect cinema, you know, it was because Tom was like, you know, Tom Schwartz, like always tries to have Sandoval's back. But in that moment, like he was like, fuck, like they both looked at each other and was like, oh, fuck. And then they cut to Raquel in the trailer. And even she's like, oh, God damn it. Like, this is bad. Like, fuck me right now. And something I found really interesting was Lala saying, you know, he was talking about Raquel the same way he talked about Ariana when he was with Kristen. And then the flashes, and I've seen it on TikTok and stuff, like people have been putting together like the footage of when he would talk about Ariana with Kristen and how he talks about Raquel with Ariana, et cetera. It's exactly the same. He says the exact same shit. It's so fucking scary. It's so weird. Like, this man hasn't grown at all in 10 years, you know? And Ariana said, she was like, I lived this. I can attest that this is what happened because I was a Raquel, not in the sense of like their personalities, but in the sense of like, I was a cool girl, quote unquote. Like, I did shrooms with Schwartz and Sandoval. Like, I stayed up late. I had no responsibilities. I was, you know, I was this girl. And, you know, I don't know. Like it was so crazy to see it and how Ariana's like, yeah, like looking back, it's really crazy. So Ariana's saying like, I'm the cool girl or I was the cool, chill girl. And then if you flash back to like, I believe it's season six or seven, she's talking to Ariana or she's talking to Lala and she's like, yeah, Tom and I like aren't, we don't really have sex because I don't feel attractive like i don't feel beautiful i don't feel sexy like i don't want anyone to touch me like because of her past relationships and you know insecurities and everything and i remember at that reunion her being like yeah when you first start dating someone like you want to be this person like it's fun and it's sexy and it's like it, it you're you're so much freer And then like that's when shit gets harder though as relationships go on because then you really get to see the person for who they are. And the thing about the Toms, Tom Schwartz and Sandoval is like they don't view women as like people. They don't. They want these women to be like their playthings. They're disposable to them. They are there to entertain them, to use them, to throw them away when they're bored with them or don't want to actually work on the relationship. Like I guarantee you if he dated Raquel for 10 years, her real self would probably come out. I mean, I feel like Raquel has like some situations going on, but I feel like overall, like she would, the cool girl facade always drops, you know, like in the beginning, if you sit your boyfriend down or girlfriend or whoever, and you're like, yeah, I'll watch football with you. You're probably going to end up watching football every Sunday for the rest of your life. And you're, if you hate it in the beginning, say that. Like this cool girl facade, like I just, it really resonated with me when Ariana was talking about that because then it brings us to like the Tom and Katie situation because I hate the way these men talk about sex and I hate the way that these men talk about women that they were in relationships with for a decade. So when Schwartz is talking to Katie, he's like, I wouldn't and he said this a million times during the season like I wouldn't care if she fucked someone else I wouldn't blah 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 like if she wanted to date someone else in the group. Okay, knowingly saying that and realizing like there's no man in this fucking group that she would ever date. So you saying that doesn't matter. And he knows that. But he just wants to prove a point and it's like you're not proving a fucking point. This is a person, this is a human being that you were with for 12 fucking years and you're just like oh yeah she can fuck whoever it's like she's a fucking person life is not all about like just getting your dick off or is that what people say jerking off i don't know whatever dick wet i don't know but it's so it's so disgusting like to watch them like try to flip this and like spin this and you know him tom schwartz is just as bad as Sandoval and has always been as bad as Sandoval, but he isn't as like gregarious and like flashy and like outlandish with his outfits, you know? And he kind of like plays it meek and to, to prove Katie's point even more as to why they divorced, because she's like, he never had my back. Like he never stood up for me. He always defended everyone else. Cut to the Joe conversation. I mean, He's calling her a troll. He's saying that she's going to get a cease and desist because she said Joe is spooky, which I have to tell you is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. And I don't know why it just killed me. It's like you're doing it right now. Like you're choosing a a girl, a quote unquote cool girl who makes your life fucking easy over someone that you were with for 12 years that you supposedly love and like want to have a family with. Like, I don't get what he doesn't understand about that. I don't know what he doesn't understand about um, this whole, like, please don't fuck my friends type of situation. Um, It's so frustrating. It, it, it's frustrating. And what I'm really proud of Katie is she's not giving him, like what he wants. Like he is like baiting her. He knows saying certain things will make her fucking explode and she's not taking the bait. And you know why? Because James Kennedy is stepping in and fucking defending her and allowing her to take a minute to process what the fuck just happened so that she can laugh it off. And he's taking the hit. He's like, don't talk to her like that. Don't call her a troll. It's fucking disgusting. Like you guys don't know what love even means." is what James is saying. And for James to be somehow the voice of reason, what is going on? It's crazy. And also watching him defend Katie. I mean, you guys have to remember too, like years and years and years ago, like they couldn't even be in the same fucking room together. They hated each other. Um, And again, like to watch these two men, like lie about going to Big Bear with Raquel and Joe. It's like there's fucking pictures. Like we all know the truth. I don't know why you guys continue to lie like this. It's so painful and it's like laughable. That's the thing. Like this is like laughable because it's like everybody's on the same page but them. And then I'm really glad that we got to kind of talk about um the Sheena, Lala, Katie friendship triangle. And I'm glad Katie kind of got to speak her mind in the extended version on Peacock. Like, you got to hear more of that. Um, Because I want to know what the fuck Raquel was telling Ariana and Sheena. Because Sheena and Ariana both are adamant and they're like, we were getting a very different story about what was going on from Raquel. Like, she was lying to us. And so Sheena obviously feels terrible because she's like, if I was being told the truth, I obviously would have been on your side and not have pushed this at all. Oh, and to go back to Tom's thinking women are disposable, it's like this weird thing where it's like they use women in like, it's like women are just props in their game of life. Like we're just there to like make their life a little bit more interesting. It's fucking gross because when Tom was talking about wanting Raquel and Schwartz to make out, it's like, why the fuck would you like why are you using women in this way where it's like you clearly had a thing for her but you're using her and wanting her to make out with Schwartz and it's like it's sick it's sick and it's gross and it's like at least Jax was honest about his fucking lies you know in the end and was like yeah I fucked Faith next to this old lady I did he copped his shit he didn't come up with these like elaborate lies and like schemes and all this bullshit and, you know, try to pretend that he's a good person. Like he knows he's a piece of shit. That's at least respectable. Ugh. but I guess like something's coming out at the reunion part two or three where it's like, we don't know what it is. And Alex Baskin, the executive producer said, like, it's kind of why filming is put on hold. So I don't really know what that's about. I'm trying to figure I'm trying to like wrap my brain. I'm like, how is first of all this not been leaked? Second of all, Is it like a timeline thing? Is it like, you know, some people, I mean, the thing, the theories people are throwing out there, it's crazy. It's like, Brock knew. Did he know? Did he not know? It's like, I don't think that's it. I think it's more of a timeline thing. Like, people are saying maybe this was like, so who the fuck was it? Someone posted, I feel like it was Brands by Bravo, posted a reel or TikTok or whatever on Instagram. And it was like, this girl posted her theory, and I kind of agree think that this might be it so this is my theory well because it was her theory so um that tom and raquel had been together a lot longer and they've been together since her and james broke up and he kept telling her like or they were together at roach at Roachella. and he was like they were gonna say like okay we're gonna break up with our significant other so then she broke up with james and he like just never broke up with ariana and so then she made out with schwartz to try to get back at him and make him jealous, to try to, like, move the process along. Like, okay, like, you got to break up with her at some point. Um, But TBD on that. I guess we'll never know. Okay. You guys, let's take a quick break and then we can get into Summer House. Okay. Oh, God. This reunion was one of the most frustrating reunions I've ever watched. And I want to start by saying Summer House was like one of my favorite shows. It was like the drama was light enough but interesting enough to like keep you invested but not like it didn't <laughs> like anger you. Like you weren't like screaming at your screen, you weren't like upset about it. Like it it was fun and whatever. And then last season it kind of took a turn I think for everybody because it was like this pile on on Lindsay and when things start to turn in that way, it kind of starts to not be fun. And, you know, they start out the gate right away where Amanda, they're all upset with Lindsay and Carl. Everybody on the right side of the couches is furious with Lindsay and Carl. And there's really nothing that Lindsay and Carl can really do, to, apparently, to make them not hate them, um, which is not fun to watch. Um So Amanda and Kyle like bring up, you know, Lindsay, like you brought up that I cheated on Amanda on camera and, you know, you worked with producers on it and you're so overproduced. For Kyle Cook to sit there and say that he's not self-produced is a fucking joke. Is a joke. Hannah Burner said on her last season, she was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me like she would call Kyle out on her bullshit. And I wish Paige, but Paige lives up Savannah's ass, um, would chime in and be like, well, Kyle, like you kind of do. But because it's against Lindsay, of course, she's not going to say anything um, because this is called the hypocrite house and not summer house. And why the fuck are they bringing something up that happened three years ago? Why? This is not fun. Summer should be fun. And It just like doesn't make any sense because it's like you guys are on a reality show and you you want things to not be brought up on camera when you're filming a show. And mind you, they got engaged like a few weeks or whatever later after that whole situation happened. And it's like, Amanda, you're the one that is staying with a cheater. Maybe you should take up this issue with him. And then I love that Carl chimed in. and He was like, you cheated on Amanda. Why the fuck does it matter if Lindsay brought it up or not? And to sit there and be like, you overproduce and you self-produce, but then you wanted her to tell you behind camera so that you could figure out how to talk about it on camera. That is self-producing, sweetie. Like these people are so fucking dense. They're so obtuse. They really are. And it's so frustrating to watch. Like it, it blows my mind. And to sit there and like, Lindsay's like, I've apologized over and over again. And then Amanda's like, well, yeah, we've moved past it then why are you talking about it? Do you not know what move past means? Why are you bringing up things at this reunion about something that happened three years ago? I just don't understand it. No one understands it. It makes no fucking sense. Okay. None. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And for Kyle to sit there and be upset about that when he knowingly outed his quote unquote best friend's drug use on camera as he's trying to get sober is disgusting it's a the biggest hypocritical i i I couldn't even believe it i was like am i crazy like that's how i feel watching this because i feel like i'm living in a different universe i really do i'm like i understand Lindsay's not a perfect person Lindsay understands she's not a perfect person carl understands he's not a perfect person they all get it they all understand it but It's not fun to watch a pile on and it's not fun to watch someone like not be able to like no matter what she does, if she apologizes, it's not good enough. It's not sincere enough. If she doesn't apologize, well, then she's the devil. If she doesn't drink, she's boring. Or if she doesn't drink, you know, then she's trying to give in to Carl too much. If she does drink, oh, watch out, Carl. She's getting drunk. It's like, what the fuck do you want from her? At this point, it's like they all hate each other so much That it's like, I don't know how they move forward as a cast on this show. I really don't get it. Unless there's like a major shakeup in casting. I I mean, they start filming in a month. So who the fuck knows? So we're going to take a break from Lindsay for a sec and we're going to move on to Gabby versus Sierra because this was like very interesting to me. So Gabby was like, yeah, I just feel like Sierra has never liked me. She kind of wrote me off. And then, you know, they, they flash back to all these scenes where Sierra is talking about how Gabby is like privileged. And it kind of reminded me of how the women felt about Candace on Real Housewives of Potomac, how they felt like, you know, she's privileged and, you know, she's got a silver spoon in her mouth and blah, 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 blah. It's like, why is that a problem? Like she doesn't brag about it. She just says like, "Oh, normally people would set up the party for me." It's like, doesn't isn't Paige grown? Didn't she grow up with a silver spoon in her mouth? Didn't Amanda, did we all not see Amanda's house? Like, are you guys okay? Why does Gabby have to struggle? Why does Gabby have to like have a, that kind of like I just don't understand. And you know, I'm glad Maya was like, "Yeah, you know, we like we're good, you know, you talked about your experience as a black woman and like dating and feeling unattractive, blah, 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 blah. And you know, whatever. And Sarah to me is just like too, like there are moments where I really like her, but there's just something that like holds me back. You know, I don't know. It, it She just, just boring. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the article I wrote that was brought up on at this reunion. So Paige brings up Lindsay uh, allegedly being a source for an article about Craig getting kicked out of Amanda's wedding. And you guys, I'm the one that wrote that article. and I have to tell you, Lindsay did not tell me that. <laughs> okay? I have to tell you. Um, and I want to talk more about it. I Don't I won't because it's like I just feel like that's I don't know. I of course like it's killing me. It's fucking killing me to not say everything I wanna say. But it's like in this situation, it's like it was an article and it like you know, it wasn't like just for like some little blog, it was like a real article. I don't know. Like I just don't wanna like out the people that did tell me stuff and oh trust me, trust me. But I can tell you it wasn't Lindsay. And it wasn't Carl. Uh, Carl and I have never DM'd. Um, so that makes anyone feel better. But I I can tell you that Craig did get kicked out of the wedding um, that did happen. And um, yeah, it was kind of like laughable to like watch Paige try to lie and to call Lindsay and Carl liars, knowing that she's dating someone who lied about being a lawyer for three years and also is like a known liar. Like she said, she goes, yeah, Craig lies. And Craig has lied about so many things. I'm like, the hypocrisy. You know, she's like, yeah, I, and Craig, and Carl's like, he's the biggest fucking liar on Bravo. Like, are you kidding me? And you're dating him and yet you're mad at us? She's like, well, I love that little weirdo. It's like, yeah, and that's really fucking weird, Paige. It's weird. And then to be mad about them getting the People Magazine article, which I screamed when Dave Quinn, who wrote the article, um, said, you know, that's not how it happened, Ellen. Um, It was it was so it was so good. He tweeted. He goes. So someone said, but is page correct? Was it a premeditated article slash engagement feature? And Dave said, not at all. A rep from the network called and asked people to run a story because Lindsay and Carl were celebrating in a public space where plenty of people could see them. Bravo was worried the news would be leaked unlikely by those people or by the, co- by the co-stars. So I wrote fast. Perhaps Paige doesn't, in fact, know how People Magazine works, but I'm happy to fill her in anytime she wants. Guys, it was iconic. I was screaming. I was like, yes, Dave, get our Jade. It was so good. And it's just this like, weird spin and it's just she has so much hatred for Lindsay. And what's so frustrating, I think, about this reunion specifically is like, where was this energy while you were filming? Like, I don't like when people come to reunion and they're all gassed the fuck up and they're ready to go. It's like, well, where where was this all year? Where was this all season? You were just laying in bed the whole time? And you could have like been having dialogue and conversation and everything like that with Lindsay during. It just it makes me so frustrated. And another big, big, big mistake this cast is making as a whole is they are talking about things that happened a on social media and like they're basically talking about things that never happened on the show. And that is where viewers start to get disconnected from it because it, it makes it a little too convoluted and it makes it not interesting. It's like we saw this with Beverly Hills. It's like it's not fun to constantly be talking about things that we as viewers have never seen. That's why I was invested in the Gabby Sierra stuff, because that we saw. I was invested in the Sam and Maya conversation. That is what got me. You know, next week when we see Kyle talk to Carl about outing his drug use. I'm invested in that conversation. I am not. This is not fun to watch a group of people not be able to move forward, not to be able to reconcile in any way and to just hate each other and not bring any of this energy all fucking season long and be bringing up shit from three years ago. Like, Paige, why didn't you bring up the article during the summer? I wrote that article, I think, last April or May. Where the fuck was this energy all year? I just don't understand. And it's so frustrating. It's like, I don't know. Again, I don't know where we go from here. I just don't know. I feel crazy. And to sit there and like call Lindsay and Carl a liar and like try to say like that they don't have jobs. It's like, you're all doing the same job. You're all doing it. Um, you actually Paige are more into the publicity of it all than anybody else because you're on three bravo shows you know you negotiate with your boyfriend about where to live based on when you're filming your your respective shows so who's really doing this for the fame here who i would love to know it just isn't fun anymore it's not fun to watch do i love to talk about it of course But it's frustrating to watch people talk about things that didn't happen on camera. Things that happened years ago that, you know, I don't know how Lindsay like moves on from things like this. Like I could never. The fact that like they were in photos, she was in photos with Amanda and Kyle at like Everett's wedding in Ireland. I would be like, get the fuck away from me. It's crazy to sit there and be like, like, Amanda to meet is someone that like I just don't understand. Like, she doesn't make a lot of sense. Because at one moment, she's like really upset with Lindsay and she's rolling her eyes and she's coming for Lindsay about something. And the next minute, she's like, but we've moved on from that. It's like, well, wait a minute. Obviously, you haven't. So let's fucking talk about it. Allow Lindsay to like speak. It's so crazy. I feel crazy. And, you know, it was really weird when you know, Paige called them nuts and it was just like, I just, oh, this cast, I don't know what to do. I don't know where we go. I guess we'll see, but it's been real. (sighs) Okay, you guys, I will see you back on Friday talking about New Jersey reunion and the Vanderbump reunion, the uncensored version. So I will be covering only the uncensored version on this show because it is the superior program okay i promise i promise the peacock subscription is worth it i've been saying this for a long time peacock is the number one subscription service for me personally um and no this is not an ad but if it peacock wants to pay me i'm the doors. is the door is open um, all right, you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review and subscribe for every listen to podcast. And I will see you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Media